Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes Podcast. This is Case 15, The Crosses. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Chaosium's Call of Cthulhu, a role-playing game filled with cosmic horror, existential dread, and the cellophane bag inside the cereal box that, no matter how careful you might be when opening, will invariably rip to one side of the seam, exposing your breakfast flakes to the vagaries of fetid air and eventual rot well before the expiration date. How dare they do that to my booberry. Your investigators of the unknown are Brian as Ben. I'm Ben. Keep on trucking. Matt as Kyle. Uh, hey, everyone. Um, I really hate mornings. And introducing Lupine as Rosa. Uh, hi, hi, guys. I, I'm cool, right? Because I got backwards hat. Yeah. So if I wear two hats and they're both backwards, am I twice as cool? Or just one backward hat cancels out the other backward hat? Could you do like four of them? Like a helicopter? Oh yeah, if I have one in each direction and I start spinning, does that mean I'm going to like lift off? Well, welcome players. How is everybody doing today? Fantastic. Besides cranberry on the floor, you know. It's a cranberry bog over here. Whatever. Zombie! Zombie! Oh. Yeah, there's a zombie on the floor. That just seems inconvenient. How are you, Jeremy? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. I've been thinking a lot lately about the fallout of the pandemic and things like inflation is like going crazy. It seems to be dramatically rising these days. And that got me to thinking, what's the one thing that you guys buy on a regular basis that now makes you reconsider purchasing at all? Eggs. I've pretty much given up eggs. I used to tell people to suck eggs, but I can't afford it anymore. I still do get those bags of salads, though, that I throw out about two weeks later. You gotta wait till it gets all slimy and not nice in the fridge. And then you still check the date for some reason, even though it's all smooshing around in the bag. It is a solid block of goo. I'll check the date. That's when you turn it into a lettuce smoothie. For me, it's underwear. Because, I mean, what's the point? We're already wearing pants, for cripes sakes. And now that I think about it, why would I even bother wearing pants? Most of our shirts are long enough to cover up most of the naughty bits already. So, But, you know, now that you mention it, why are we bothering with any clothes at all? Are we all prudes? I say today, we rally together against big clothes lobby and go streak in the quad. Who's with me? Hashtag no to pants. Can we streak in my delts instead? Listeners, if you would like to drop us a letter from beyond, please contact us on our website at lovecrafttapes.com anytime. We accept thoughtful criticism, thirsty praise, and even tongue-twisting cantrips plucked from betwixt pages of an ancient leathery tome bound in sagging human skin festered with boils. You know, my mother-in-law. But on uh, let's take a gander and see what uh, if we have any letters from beyond. And we do have one, guys. It's a very short missive that uh, Bifford wrote. Sad face. Gonna miss you, Gabe. Oh, That's it. That's the only letter we got. So, Gabe, if you're watching, Bifford misses you terribly, and we'd like to get your phone number. He's gone too soon. This show is brought to you by our generous fans and supporters on Patreon.com slash Lovecraft Tapes. And I get to read a really long list of people. <gasps> it's my favorite part. Thank you so much to Jordy Rose, Barry Rose. Robeson, Atulia, Brownie Davis, James Mayo, Chris Parker, Elizabeth Grieve, Kyle Sherman, Huge Pie, John Scarcella, The Frilled Shark, Amanda Power, Jefferson Bell, Eric Zane, Olda Polkert, Mitch L., Lil Rowan Plays, Frank Delventhal, Eric Phillips, Malambra 57, Snow, Ripley Iwin, Discordiant, Daniel Caprone, Dom Driver, John May, Wouter Vermeyen, Robert Jameson, Boston Harbor Horror, Andrew Petty, Flix Capacitator, Liz Moonberry, Stephen Gregory, Horse Draper, Sheldon Warner, Chainsaw Unicorn, Prophet of Woe, Captain Vashton, Peter BDB, David Winterman, Davinia Von Zarevich, James Brown, Shane Stoley, Ruined Ashes, Ineptus the Sardis, Matthew, A.E. Jonesy, Kevin C., Marty Dixon, Casper Ryback, Phoenix Black, J.R., Oddity, Rolling Boxcars, Botran, Sean McConnell, Brindle Stubbs, Jay Clark, Jeffrey Young, Bifford, Luke Corbin, Holden Omans, Phil Campbell, Justin Lovak, Nicholas Hutto, John Konopasik, Some Dude, Kevin G, Mick Cope, 
Robert Lamb, Jehovah's Thickness, Tomas, Kie, Benjamin King, Sarah and Wizard of Isinglass, Steve L., Matt's sister, literally, Ryan Hill, I Got Walls and a Roof, Smegmus Grundle Gunge, and Jeff Howie. I don't know, Howie. What a mouthful. You know, maybe one of these days I'm going to revise those Patreon tiers so that I don't have to read all those books. <laughs> <laughs> Before we begin, we need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hello, children. It's nice to see you again after all this time. I've missed you. Today, we're going to show you something new. It's called magic. And right here, I have my official magic kit. Isn't it splendid? I think so. See here? It's a black top hat, just like the kind the Undertaker wore at my grandfather's funeral. Spiffy! Well, I say the magic words, damn bruh, cadaver. And I wave my wand over the opening like this. Then plunge my arm, elbow deep inside the borderline. Ooh, that tickles. Then I pull it out. Ta-da! It's your pet rabbit from two years ago. You know, the one you found sleeping under your bed one morning? What was his name? (gasps) Mr. Riggles, was it? Yes, but he wasn't really sleeping that day, was he? No, stiff as a board. Even as your dad carried him in that shoebox out to the hole in the ground, he made you dig behind the shed. Then it was bye-bye Mr. Riggles. Until now, that is. Here he is, not looking so great and kind of smelly, if you don't mind me saying so, Mr. Riggles. Yet, you don't have much to complain about, do you? Because you're alive, again, and all thanks to the unknowable power of magic. Before you run away screaming in bloody terror, little tykes, just remember, you can have a magic kit all of your very own. Simply send 23 box tops from your favorite cereal, along with a $30 check made payable to Satanic Rights International, and you'll receive your package in 6 to 10 weeks. What do you do until then? I might suggest borrowing your father's shovel and start digging for fresh tricks in the nearby graveyard. Practice, after all, makes perfect. Damn, brah, <laughs> And we're back. If that product under service had a theme song, who would sing it and what would it be called? Uh, Meatloaf. What would the song be called? How about Squishy Bits? Keep on trucking. Who would sing it? Anita Baker. I don't know who would sing it or what it would be, but whatever it was, they would use it without permission and then shortly after receive a cease and desist from the artist. So Metallica? You know, guys, those are all great suggestions, but I'm pretty sure Kenny Loggins has already created an entire album around this concept called This Is It, I'm Free, So Meet Me Halfway to the Danger Zone, where I'm all right playing with the boys footloose and forever. The Kia hamsters have signed on to do the music video, too. Boy, there's a throwback from 2006. Oh. All throwbacks all the time. Oops, all throwbacks. Now, dear investigators, we play Case 15, Tape 2, Ringworm Around the Rosie. Nothing much of interest ever seems to happen in the place where you live. In fact, as you often tell your friends and family, Las Cruces, California might be the most boring place on earth. Oh sure, you've got rivers and creeks fed from the nearby mountains to the hot springs below. Yeah, there are wind caves to the south and Pacific Coast beachfront even further along. No one could argue natural resources around here abound, if you're into that sort of thing. To a teenager living in 1974, it's practically pure torture. You're hovering in that strange half-life state, 
not quite a young adult and too old to be a kid. You feel as though you're perpetually on the brink of some kind of discovery. Something that will propel you out of immaturity and into the orbit of forces larger than yourselves. It's a scary prospect, but exciting too. So it is on a June morning, the first Saturday of summer vacation. You wake up to birdsong outside your bedroom window and wonder if today will be the day you finally get to grow up. All right, let's meet our new investigators, Brian. So tell us a little bit about Ben. Uh, well, he's five foot four, sandy brown hair that's just over his ears. Mom hates it. He's got hazel eyes. He hadn't had his growth spurt yet. That's what he's been told anyway. I think my height is fine in five foot four. A little too skinny. That's what Stacy says. Stacy's my mom. I have a small scar over my eyebrow from crashing my bike last year. I hadn't really ridden a lot, and I did get that, that some air off that jump, so it's cool. I was, it was pretty sweet, honestly. It's pretty cool. Um, I'm outgoing and friendly and dependable. Um, I like to figure out how everything works, and I'm always there to help others if they need it. But admittedly, I'm terrified of conflict. Ben McKnight is my name, so my mom's name is Stacy McKnight. Growing up, I was told that my dad was an important scientist in the German military, so he had to stay there, but didn't provide any more details. So and I never really thought to ask, to be honest. Uh, on my 13th birthday, Stacy sat me down and told me the truth, that it was a fling, and my father, Hans Gruber, had no intention of ever raising a family. Does that make me a bastard child? So I have dual citizenship, which is pretty cool, I guess. I was born in K-Town in Germany. Kaiser Slauten. Guten Tag. I like spiders and bugs. Worms are really cool. But the one thing I cannot stand are bees. I can't stand bees. They're, un they're too unpredictable. They'll chase you for miles. So you got to be careful with bees. I don't like to tell everybody, but I am allergic. <laughs> when I was one years old, a, a bee sting almost killed me. Okay, uh, let's go take a look at, at your characteristics and skills. You have a strength of 50, so not terribly strong. About average. Dexterity, though, you're pretty dexterous with an 80. Your power is very low with a 40. So power is mostly like sort of willpower, but also can inform spell use at a later age. Uh, your education is 55, so you're pretty well educated. Your appearance is 50, so you're nothing to write home about, really. But constitution is 60. So you actually, you're, you're relatively healthy. Your size is 45, of course. So we, you've already said you're um, a little on the short side. Uh, but your intelligence is quite high at 70. Currently, you have a sanity of 40. Only if there's bees. Maybe the bees, yeah. Maybe like you have some sort of anxiety about things. Yeah, you always got to be on your toes. The bees could be anywhere. You know, having grown up with a father who is not in the picture and had been a mystery for so long. And of course, your mom works for the Air Force Base in uh, Lompoc. You've moved around quite a bit, at least when you were quite young. You've been here in uh, Las Cruces for quite some time. But you're you're rather lucky with a 75 luck. I chalk that up to my lucky rabbit's foot, which I do not ever leave at home. Let's talk about your skills for a minute. Credit rating of 45, so your mom's pretty well off. More middle class, I guess. She's just comfortable. Looks like you bolstered your drive auto by 20, so you have a 40 drive auto. Pretty cool to be the only kid at my age that can, that can drive. Occasionally, your mom will let you drive her. I'll drive the car with her in it. You're not going to go pick her up or take her to work. You're, you actually have to have someone in the car with you. It looks like electronics is one of your passions. So you, you've bolstered that up to 50 among your possessions here. The 75 and one electric kit. Can pretty much do anything, really. I could hook it up to the system in the house. We could run the lights, I bet. So sort of in lieu of uh, computer use, electronics is like what captures your imagination. Computer use? You mean that big giant room that the base has that's full of like those big spinny things? <laughs> those will never catch on. Nobody has firearms, uh, just an FYI to the audience. Uh, we've kept these guys uh, as innocent as possible. First aid is 50. Bolster that up 20 points. So that's pretty good. I have that because my EpiPen, I have to know to get it in there. <laughs> Library use is 70, uh, so you bolstered that up 50 points, so you're, you're quite adept at researching. Uh, locksmith is 40. 
because of your dexterity, have uh, managed to pick up some locksmith skills. The Yale ones are the hardest, though. You keep a collection of locks at your desk in your room and constantly practice at them. And Yeah. The next thing would be medicine. You're actually relatively adept at medicine, 40. Cuts and scrapes. I mean, I was it was me. My mom was at work and I had to do it. And natural world is a 40. That was bolstered 30 points. I know most of the plants and stuff in my area. Um, I'm really into geology, though. I really love studying the different formations and stuff of the rocks around us. Yep. Science geology is 50. So you do have a love and appreciation for probably the world around you. Beyond that, looks like a sleight of hand because of your dexterity. Bumped that up 50 points to 60. Spot hidden's up a little bit to 45. Stealth is up to 60. So you slink around quite well. Throw is up to 50. Hopefully that gives people a nice picture of who Ben McKnight is. Let's move on to Kyle Windham. Tell us about Kyle, Matt. Kyle is 14, but he is at this point 5 foot 11, has a very thick, messy, curly mop of brown hair and brown eyes, a very slim but athletic fit build. His dad has basically put him through all the sports his whole life. Uh, He's played baseball. He's played basketball. He's played, you know, tennis. He did track and field. It was all all in prep for this year starting high school. Kyle's dad is the high school gym teacher slash football coach. So everybody basically knows that he's going to go out for the team and he's going to get quarterback because uh, his dad has more or less been training him in boot camping him his whole life to be uh, a great football player because nobody in town knows this, but his dad almost went pro. He was playing really well in college. He got scouted the whole nine yards until one night after a game where a couple of drunk fans from the other team happened to find him celebrating with his friends in a bar and they managed to drag him out back and they did enough damage to his legs. He was able to, he can walk and he can, you know, kind of jog, but he doesn't have the capacity to play football anymore. His dad has kind of been pushing him his whole life and his his dad is the only parent he has since mom left four years ago. He was okay before, but just mom disappearing like that pushed him over the edge and he didn't take time to really say much about it. It was just immediately, you know, oh no, everything's fine. Fine, I'm okay doing the whole strong keeping up appearances for his kid, and he hasn't been the same since. When Kyle wants to, to escape his dad and the constant pressures of being good at sports and having to be the best all the time, he likes to sneak away across town where his Uncle John and Aunt uh, Emily uh, live. And uh, Uncle John like, runs his own little mini mechanic shop out of his garage where he's, he's retired. He fixes up old cars. He takes in, you know, junkers and, you know, turns them around. And that's that's basically how he makes his money. As much as Kyle pretends that, you know, oh, he's all about sports because, you know, dad, that's what dad wants. Secretly, his his passion is mechanics. He likes to be able to get in there and like remove all the parts to an engine so he can see, oh, this this fits in here, which means this, you know, does this, which causes this to go. And he absolutely loves that aspect. So let's uh, go over some of your stats here. So you're 60 strength, dexterity is 50. So you're not super dexterous, about average power is 60. So you had some pretty decent willpower. Your education is 45. So that's a little on the low side. So maybe you're just not super interested in school. Appearance is 50. So you're Kind of a plain Jane. Constitution 70, so you're quite healthy. Uh, size is 75, so you are a beanpole. And your intelligence is 40, so I think you actually mentioned in your traits that you're curious, you have a short fuse, not the brightest, and reserved, but pretends to be outgoing. So that, that tracks with all your characteristics. Whenever he's, you know, in school or around, you know, his fellow teammates, it's all, you know, oh, he's really loud and really boisterous. But when he's with his actual friends, he tends to sit back and listen a little more than he talks. Sanity is 60, so that's in line with your power. 45 luck, so not the luckiest guy in the world. I got you. Diving into your skill set, charm is 40, so that's kind of what you said here. When you look at public people, you kind of put on a different face. Climb is 40, so athleticism. Credit rating is 35, so maybe you guys aren't the richest people in the book. So we had a single dad living off of a teacher's salary in the 70s. We, we get by with what we have. Uh, electric repair is 40. Fast talk is 40. Jump is 40. Listens 50. So you do like to eavesdrop if you're being quiet around your friends. 
Locksmith is 60. So maybe uh, you and Ben got into trouble back when you were like nine or 10. I was the one that uh, opened the car door and he was the one that drove us away. Went for a little joyride. There's your mechanical repair. Right? You got a 70 in that. So yeah, you are pretty adept at cars. Uh, and then moving along, sleight of hand, 50, spot hidden, 60. So you're, you're kind of mirroring Ben a little bit here. And stealth 40, throw is 40. So we're going to move on to Rosa Garcia. Go ahead and tell us about Rosa Lupine. I'm Rosa. I'm almost five feet, four eleven. I like to learn about the world, and I like school. I love um, my parents. We mostly raise uh, vegetables and citrus to sell. The animals are mostly just to feed us. We got like chickens and some pigs and stuff. And my dad, Antelmo, he goes to the farmers market in Lompoc uh, every weekend. Carmen is my mom. She uh, keeps the home together. Uh, she takes care of me and I'm an only child. I don't really like to talk about it necessarily, but I had a twin brother. Um, his name was Gamble. When he was a year old, he had this really weird illness, sickness, something. They don't really know what it was that killed him. I also love my kittens. I have six of them. They're little babies. They're little feral kittens that my parents sort of just allow me to keep. They just kind of roam around the farm and uh, they're good mousers. So my parents let them stay. I like taking care of them and, and just like bringing them little treats and, and giving them scratches. My favorite subject in school is history class because I really like learning about history stuff and like archaeology stuff. But recently I got to watch like my first movie and it was really cool. The actors and actresses were so, so glamorous and they're really pretty. And I really want to be part of that someday. Film is supposed to be like centered in like Hollywood. So we're not too terribly far away. Right now I just, uh, you know, hang out in my hometown with my buddies. I'm usually the one stopping them from getting themselves seriously hurt because I don't know if you um, may have guessed, but I may be the smart one. I just like hanging out with these guys because they're cool and everybody got a little hurt in their lives. So it's it's nice to have friends. My mom says I have a I have a scar in my heart because of my brother. Since we don't know what it was that killed my brother, I guess I'm really afraid of illness. The sort of time that you have to spend getting better and everything can change while you're trying to get better. And like one time my dad got sick. He got laid up for a week and a half and it was really bad for us. We didn't have a lot of money that month and you know, we had some trouble. And we're going to just take a look at your characteristics here. So strength is 45. You're not super strong. Dexterity is 50, about average. Power, though, you have 80. That is a huge boost to your sanity. Probably among all you guys, Rosa has the most potential for learning uh, some magic arts on down the line. Education is 65. So, yep, you love school. Appearance 60. So, you look better than these jackalopes. Hey. hey. Constitution 50. So, you're about middle of the road. So, I could see why you would think that illness might be a concern. You're probably always thinking about that in some way, shape, or form. Size, obviously, is 40. So, you're quite short. And intelligence is 60. So, very smart. Archaeology. Wow. 40. As well as history. Bolster that up to 50. So between those two, you're very uh, enamored of things like Egyptology and ancient burial grounds. I love all the stuff that's around here, like buildings and all the paintings and all the art that happens in the... Uh, disguise. You have a 25 in that. Passing yourself off as younger or older. You are at that age where you could kind of do a little bit of both. Library use is 50, so you're also book learned, of course. And occult, you have a 40 in that. So that also um, helps reaffirm that you're probably interested. You've maybe stumbled across something that piqued your interest in things like magic. And also Ben, you know, does a little bit of amateur magic. You've sort of taken that interest, maybe he was the springboard for it, but you've sort of gone down a little bit darker path and maybe more serious studies of that type. Persuade 50, uh, you do have the capability to have people come around to your way of thinking. Uh, psychoanalysis 40, that is something maybe you can help 
with these guys in particular, calming them down, getting them to see your side of things without having to bend their arm too much. And psychology 60, so that you're, you pick up and are well attuned to folks who might not be completely truthful to you. You may have to apply those in a active sense rather than a passive sense in certain situations. So you just need to know when to, to step forward and say, I will use psychology to see if this fucker's lying. And finally, you have track, bolstered that up to 30. So again, with your archaeology, maybe uh, you, you've hiked out into these trails a bit and tried to come up with uh, some explanations for a lot of the rocky outcroppings and the wind caves, especially to the south. And of course, you, you can speak Spanish. Uh, 60 in that. And you can also read lips. 21 in read lips. So that could also come in handy. All right. I think that is good enough for our introductions for each of the characters. But there was something that I glossed over that we need to talk about. You will notice on your character sheet in the other skills, there is something called the reach. Dun, dun, dun. The reach is a special skill that only you three have. It's a shared power. You can intuit the general area where one of your fellow investigators are currently if you concentrate hard enough. The second sight is something that you have collectively come to know as the reach because you're attempting to reach somebody who is not in the uh, immediate area. The skill cannot ever be recharged. So you may not check this box when you make a success. This will only dwindle with time because this represents your innocence and openness as a child migrating into adulthood. So as we know, as already adults, the magic of youth is lost to us over time. And this will typify that erosion. This skill check can only be performed once a day. It recharges at midnight. Basically, if you make a normal success, you can kind of get the general idea of where they're at, a direction, and what kind of environment they're in. If you get better successes than that, it's going to pinpoint it even more. Would we sort of know whether they're safe or not? In certain success, yes. And failures will indicate erosion. Does the person that's being reached know that they're being reached? If I'm in a cave and they don't know where I'm at and they reach out for me, do I feel that they're reaching out for me? I would think that there would need to be some sort of conversant activity on your part. So maybe it's a simple power roll? Yeah, I like it. Makes sense to me. Okay, I'm going to say power roll from recipient equals they are aware. Of the probing. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Call it Halo Reach. Now I need to assign you some secret handouts. Secret secrets, they're no fun unless you share with everyone. So I need each of you to roll luck, please. I needed a 45. I got a 98. That's a fumble. I needed a 75. I rolled a 13. That's an extreme anti-fumble. I failed. I rolled 78 over 45. This is information only you know currently. What you do this information is up to you. Feel free to read those at your leisure and act upon them how you like later on. Now, finally, uh, we're going to look at some maps. And I'm going to go over real quick here just the general location where we're at. First one up is going to be the regional. It shows you basically California and you'll see a red circle there uh, showing you where Las Cruces is located, so a bit north of Los Angeles and south of San Francisco, San Jose, on the coast. Not too far from Santa Barbara. Next up, we're going to move to a local... Enhance. A little bit of the Vandenberg Air Force Base to the northwest. Uh, Las Cruces sits uh, at the convergence of US-1 and uh, 101. You see uh, Gaviota State Park is the big attraction here. Lompoc is about 20 miles away. And then finally, we're going to zoom in a little bit closer to the town. Enhance. This actually shows not only where Las Cruces is located, but also where the wind caves are to the south of Las Cruces. And Gaviota Beach is where you guys would uh, go swimming. From Las Cruces to the beach is only five miles, perfectly within a bike ride. And then, of course, uh, to the northeast, you can see there's a horse ranch and a falls park. A lot of, again, outdoor activities. Enhance. And then, finally, here is a close-up of 
uh, your town and the location of your houses. Uh, this is for anybody who's listening and watching. If you go to lovecrafttapes.com and go to case 15, you'll see there's a link to the map. I'm constantly updating it. So there are some things on that live map that are not yet on this static image within Roll20. But this is enough for us to go on tonight. And I'll constantly update this as we go along. So Rose's farm is located on the other side of 1 and 101 at the end of uh, Gaviota Park Boundary Road. Kyle is uh, a little south on the other side, south of town, actually, uh, but not too far away from town. Ben's house is all the way at the far end of San Julian Road before it turns into the dead end. And then, of course, there is your clubhouse, which is located right on the verge of uh, that is the boundary of when town scrub uh, leads into deeper forestry. Uncle John's house is quite to the north there. Easy bike right away. There's the goods and sundry store downtown, gas station. There's the uh, diner. There's the church. And then, of course, the school and ranger station all the way to the far uh, upper right. And then all the way to the east are some cabins that are there for rental. That also shows you all the tributaries and all the different little creeks and riverbeds. And of course, the hot springs is there to the uh, southeast. And those actually have tributaries which end in hot springs that you can bathe in. Skinny dipping in the hot springs. Hey. So that is it as far as background stuff. And we're going to get right into it. The only thing I need to remind you is that as you've woken to this beautiful June Saturday morning, the first thing top of mind is you've promised each other to meet at the clubhouse at 11 a.m. Ben, you wake up and your mom has already made breakfast. Uh, it's a little after nine, probably. She welcomes you as you come down the stairs, yawning in your jammies. Well, hello. About time you got up. Hey. Oh, doing the teenager thing, are you? Well, here, maybe some bacon will perk you up. I uh, lift my head and kind of follow my nose to the table. Mm -hmm. And there is a big old pile of bacon there. Uh, there are also uh, fresh avocados, a little bit of sour cream, and a little dollop of uh, salsa. An avocado, thanks. Is that what you kids call sarcasm? I roll, look up at her, and then back down and focus on the bacon. Uh, do you want cream this morning or not? Yeah, cream. And she pours two dollops of cream and two cups of coffee and slides one over towards you. Ah, splash, Mom. Come on, you've seen worse. I gotta hustle because we're meeting at the clubhouse today. You guys just finished school yesterday and you're gonna meet today? It's called freedom. You say that's what you fight for, so I'm gonna use it. All right, well, just eat your breakfast. That's all. Ooh, hang on, I, I think I got something for you. Uh, f finish up your breakfast first, okay? I'll be right back. And she trots off towards the uh, living room and you hear her shuffling some papers around. And she comes back sipping her coffee. Herb called. Uh, he wants you to stop around about four o'clock. At his store? Oh, don't be a smarty. At Goods and Sundry, you know him. I know, I know. All right. He said he might have some uh, deliveries for you to do, so don't burn this bridge. These are people we live with, so appreciate you being on time, okay? Okay. What time do I have to be there? Four o'clock. I can do that. There's the note. I grab a couple pieces of bacon, take a couple steps up the stairs. Where are you going, mister? I stop, and I turn around, and I go back, and I give her a one-arm hug. Thanks, Ma. Take my coffee and run upstairs with the bacon. All right. Well, I'm going to be... All right. I'll be back sometime. And you hear, as you're getting dressed upstairs, your mom uh, gets in the car and drives away. You remember that she was just going to simply run into Lompoc to uh, pick up some supplies. You got about an hour to kick around before you have to meet the guys. And you're relatively close to the clubhouse. Is there anything else you'd like to do? Yeah, I'm going to start this this summer off right. I'm actually going to clean my room up because I want to I want to dive deep into that 75 and 1 electric when I get home after running the errands. So I'm going to clean off my desk so I have plenty of space. And as you clean, uh, do you put on any music? That's why I need the 75 and 1 electrical kit because I took my radio apart and I don't remember how to put it back together. That's my evening project, hopefully. I can hit my music back. Because you have no music, you do hear the constant lull of the interstate nearby. Passes the time, though. I crack the window open. It's got a great breeze. It's going to be a beautiful day. You can just tell Saturday is shaping up to be very nice. So you finish your cleaning and head out to the clubhouse. Meanwhile, Kyle, you wake up to a silent house. For a moment, you imagine... That you smell your mother's famous pancakes. But it was but the wisp of a dream. 
dissipating. And now you just smell laundry that probably should have been cleaned a week ago. And the waft of dirty dishes in the sink from downstairs. You do remember that your dad was supposed to head to Los Angeles, but you didn't realize it was today. You think he said something about being gone for a few days? Was it a week? Can't quite remember because you and your dad don't communicate as well as you used to. Take a minute and just kind of lay in bed with my eyes open before I stretch and swing my legs over the edge of the bed. Just grab whatever pair of pants I can find on the floor, followed by whatever t-shirt I can find lying on the floor. Uh, And then we're going to go into the bathroom and we're going to just brush our teeth and, you know, brush out my hair because it can get a little bit unruly in the morning. Before we head downstairs and uh, grab a box of generic O's breakfast cereal because we can't afford the good stuff. Pour me a bowl, open the fridge only to realize that dad forgot to go shopping before he left, so we have no milk. So I'm going to stand there for a minute. And then I'm going to reach in and pull out a carton of orange juice and pour that in my cereal instead. As you pour the orange juice over your Genericos, your eyeline drifts to the answering machine, which is blinking on the kitchen counter. Take a couple of steps over and hit the play button while I'm just spooning orange juice cereal into my mouth. So you hit the button and you hear that awkward squawk beep thing. And then a familiar voice comes out of the tinny little speaker. Pick up college, your Uncle John. Uh, just uh, wonder if you're gonna be around this weekend. And uh, what? What? Oh, I'm, tell- I'm talking to him. All right. Yeah, she said. M, M says, uh, "Come on over for dinner tonight. She's making something special, I guess. Be around six, all right? All right. Bye." Finish up my orange juice cereal. Set the the bowl in the sink with the rest of the dirty dishes. Think about doing the dirty dishes. And then I'm going to head back out into the into the backyard to start throwing practice drills because I know Dad will get all over me if I don't keep up with my my drills and my you know skill practice while he's gone. And I'm just going to do that until it's uh, until it's time to leave to meet up for the clubhouse. And sure enough, the time flies as you practice and hit the uh, center of the tire that you're passing the balls through. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and give me a throw roll? I needed a 40. I rolled a 23. That is a success. The prospect of uh, having a decent dinner tonight with M and John gives you a little bit of excitement. You feel more awake now, or maybe it's the orange juice kicking in. I don't know. And you you begin after a couple false starts, you, you start passing the ball through. So you have a whole bin of uh, footballs just sitting next to you, and you, you throw through the tire time after time after time nailing it each time and and in you grows that sense that if only your dad could be here to see this he would be so proud and of course uh the time comes when you gotta go meet him so you trot on off to the clubhouse rosa uh you hear lots of clattering and lots of commotion downstairs. Your mom is clearly in full swing with breakfast. Uh, She's let you sleep in a little bit. It's a little past nine. Ordinarily, you'd be up much earlier, even on a weekend, to take care of the animals. And you know instinctively that your dad has already left for the uh, farmer's market with all the wares. Throw on a jacket, trot downstairs. Hola, mommy. Rosa, my baby. How are you this morning? Good. It's the first day of summer. I'm so excited. We're going to make so many things together. We're going to really shape up that garden, aren't we? Great. Great. We have so many projects to do. I'm going to meet the boys uh, today. Oh, the boys, huh? You know, maybe those boys, they, they're a little bit of a bad influence on you. I don't know. Do you, you guys don't get any trouble, do you? Oh, mommy. I keep them out of trouble. That's what I do. That's my girl. You keep these people on a straight and narrow and we'll be... Uh, Swimming in roses, as my grandmother used to say. Just like me, roses. Swimming in roses, that's what you got your name. Grab some breakfast, it's all there on the counter. I, I did make some fresh uh, donuts this morning. Oh, gracias, mommy. De nada. Load up on carbs. And of course, your mother, being uh, the generous cook and baker that she is, has uh, put out jalapeno cherry jelly. Ooh. 
that you could dip the donuts in if you like. Oh, yeah. As you eat the donuts and uh, wash it down with some milk, you do hear the frequent meowing getting more and more ferocious outside. Mommy, I have to go check on my kittens, okay? It's your first day, so go have fun. I'll see you later. Bye, Mommy. Home by dark, you got to do your chores before dinner. No later, five o'clock. Okay. Bolt back upstairs, put my clothes on real fast, bolt down. Then I forgot something in my room, so bolt back up, bolt down, kiss my mother on the cheek on the way out the door, go check on my kittens. They are all meowing around the dishes that you set out. So you got some water dishes and some some food dishes, and, and they look like they either want more food or more kisses. And I will give them both. The cats become even more playful and begin to roll around in the sunshine and tangle with each other. They're quite small. They're probably maybe between nine and ten months old. I'll just play with the kittens and say hi to all the farm animals before I go. So you say goodbye to chickens. You have some goats. The queen goat, Jezzy, who just gave birth to kids not too long ago, four of them. You know, eventually they will become dinner, but not for a while. Right now, as you know, living on the farm, they are more like pets to you right now. I go give them little pieces of grass because they love snacks. You know, the goats, they love the snacks. Any tin can in a storm. That's my <laughs> philosophy. <laughs> and they will, in fact, eat tin cans. You don't need recycling. We have recycling at home. Make sure the farm is like, not that I keep it together or anything, but just make sure everything is in its place. Is anything on fire? You're not there, so no. <laughs> it was one time, okay. I said I was sorry. My mom will never forgive you for that. I will never forgive you. It was an accident. <laughs> but an entire hay bale? Come on. I saw it in a movie once, okay? I thought it would be cool. Steve McQueen did it. So we'll uh, fast forward to you guys all meeting up at the clubhouse. Ben arrives first. Kyle, uh, not too shortly after. And then, of course, Rosa. Why did it take you guys so long to get here? It's 11.01. It's summer. I had, to, I had to check on all the animals, but I'm here now. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? My dad would have killed me if I hadn't gotten my number of drills in. He's really whole uptight about this whole joining the high school football thing. Your dad, like, what is wrong with him? You're 14 years old. You have a chance to play. I, I wish. Uh, he almost went pro uh, when he was back in college. And now he assumes that if he works hard enough, and by works hard enough, I mean pushes me, uh, that, you know, maybe I can go pro and he can kind of, you know, live off of me for... Um, that thing where your parents want you to do what they wanted to do with their lives... Yeah, it's, uh... yeah, my parents want me to take over the farm and I just like, I want to go to college. I mean, I know girls don't usually go to college, but I want to go to college. You should go to college. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. And I could travel all over the world. Well, my mom wants me to be a mom. Wait, what? You can't do that yet. It's the 70s, man. Okay. What's on the agenda for today, guys? Well, has there been anything exciting happening. You guys are going to hate it, but I have this really cool piece of shale I found on the way here. Check this out. Look how many layers. It's so cool. Right? Oh my God, it's a rock. Seriously, you know I like this. The, it's like the history of the world. Kyle, come on. Some people appreciate it. I grabbed this newspaper from Herb's Herb's on the way here. Maybe there's something that popped up in the local... You know, it's weird, weird things happen around here sometimes. Did you grab some Herb's too? No. No, they don't allow me in the back room. Not yet. We could go to the beach. We could go swimming. We should definitely patch the roof before we do anything else, because this is going to be our hangout the whole summer. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. I was going to suggest using my piece of shale, but nobody likes it. So I guess we'll go find some wood. I'm just going to start leafing through the newspaper looking for any like weird stories or, you know, strange things that are going on in town. Ben, give me a spot hidden. Kyle, give me a library use. Rosa, give me a persuasion. For spot hidden, I needed a 45. I got a 74. For library use, I needed a 20. I rolled a 22. I'm going to burn two points of luck to bring that down to a 20, which puts me at 43. I got a 57. I needed 50. So everybody failed their first real rolls. Kyle used two points of luck to try to bolster his library use. You do read a lot of stuff about Vietnam is still a thing that uh, every newspaper is still talking about. Chatter about the Watergate scandal. 
they're pretty sure that uh, Nixon is going to have to get out of the White House. But more importantly, someone wrote in and said that they have pictures of something called Tahoe Tessie, a sort of Loch Ness monster in Lake Tahoe. And that, of course, captures your imagination, because if there's anything in this neck of the woods that has piqued your interest, it's recent talk of weird things, cryptids, aliens, even zombies. Because you're not going to believe this. It says in here that somebody actually got photos of Tahoe Tessie. Uh, Did they publish them? Can we see them? Did they put the photos in there or did they just write in and say, hey, I have photos? Yeah, that's just an eyewitness account, no photos. Oh, come on. Yeah, I don't think so. I kind of have something to show you guys. Do you want to see it? It's kind of weird and I don't know. Yeah, now we have to. I mean, it's better than sitting around here, unless Ben over here wants to use his rocks to fix a hole in the roof. I think that rock is a little small, Ben. Everybody says it's an average size. You gotta, like, use a pump on that or something. A rock pump. (laughs) rock pump. (laughs) Follow me, you guys. It's not that far away. And I'm gonna take them to uh, the place where I found an ammo box uh, in a hollow log in the forest near the clubhouse. I'm a little bit embarrassed because the ammo box has like adult magazines in it. So I'm kind of going to like this sort of like go through those real fast. Try not to let the guys see that. There's this magazine that has like like stories in it, like scary stories. Like look at this. I'm going to show my favorite story, the one that I like don't want to like. It's called Graveyard Shift. And it's about rats. And I hate rats. But for some reason, I just like, you know, morbid curiosity. I look at it and I'm like... Better than Morbius curiosity. The Mobius curiosity. It just goes around and around and around. I'm going Mobius. <laughs> like, I mean, this is an ammo box. Do you know anyone around here who, like, went to war? Like, anybody in the army? A lot of people around here did. Yeah, I mean, we're what? Your mom works at that weird army place, doesn't she? It's not a weird army place. It's an Air Force base. I mean, we found this clubhouse and claimed it. So someone must have had it before us, right? Who Someone built this out here. We never talked about who built the clubhouse. So I'm going to examine the box that the magazines were in to see if I can determine how old it is. We'll say there are markings on it that uh, cause you a little bit of concern, Kyle. Because Rosa actually asked, do we know anybody who was in the army? And even though you weren't forthcoming with it, you do know that your Uncle John came back from Vietnam. Not quite the same man he was. Just a few years ago. And this ammo box does look to be either Korean or Vietnam era. That is when you hear... From behind you, about 50 yards at the edge of the forest, someone going, <laughs> a very familiar voice calls out, Hey, you guys, are you guys in there? I, I think I can see you. Can I be part of the club? Come on, please. It's summer. Come on. And you recognize the voice of Gertie, Gertrude. Cooney, the little nine-year-old tag-along who has plagued you guys for many years now, always wanting to be in your club. I put my hand straight out like everybody be still. Don't move. I can totally see you, Ben. I heard that nine-year-old's vision is based on movement. My mom says you can't ignore me. Uh, The number you have dialed is no longer in service. Please hang up and try again. We're sorry. This club is unreachable at this moment. Guys, come on. Check back in a week. We've got some repairs to do first. If you bug us, we won't let you at all. So check back in a week. Yeah, we have to bring this place up to OSHA requirements before we let anyone else in. It's a it's an insurance thing, really. All right. Well, I guess you're not interested in seeing the creature then. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? 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 what, what creature? And she turns around and starts walking away. Tune in next time as we play another reel of the Lovecraft tapes. I'm excited and a little bit nervous to see the creature. I want the donuts. I mean, it's not as good as the orange juice cereal. (laughs) 
<laughs> Who doesn't love orange juice cereal? I was going to say, at least it wasn't booberry, because booberry with orange juice would have been... Hey, now. You think we can afford booberry? Was booberry around in 1974? Yes, 100,000%. But you could only eat it with orange juice. Well, it caused your gums to bleed back then, because they had blue dye number 12. <laughs> now it's time for Hashtag Recommendos, where we share some of our geeky obsessions. Lupine. Tell us your recommendo, please. I would like to recommend one of my favorite books. It's called The City of Saints and Mad Men by Jeff Vandermeer. Um, you might know the name because Jeff Vandermeer is the guy who wrote Annihilation. Hashtag the book is better than the movie. Fight me. He writes a lot of like novellas, so shorter stuff. The City of Saints and Mad Men is a collection of like short stories that all take place in this city called Ambergris. It's a fictional city that exists sort of out of our dimension. His... Fiction actually uh, reminds me a lot of like this game, Call of Cthulhu. It's just kind of like off the wall and anything could happen next. You don't necessarily see what's coming until it's already passed. It reads a lot like an anthology. What I like about anthologies is you can read a little bit and then put it down. This is just a really good book and it will bend your mind in ways that you did not know it would bend. Oh, and then, and then, okay. So I have, I have another recommendo, actually three more. I'd like to recommend Jeremy and Brian and Matt because you guys are awesome and you gave me a chance to be part of this podcast that I love. I'm just really honored to be part of the Lovecraft tapes now. So thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you for the recommendo. Appreciate that. We'll see Matt. You're up next. This week, we are going to start with this little game that nobody has ever heard of called Vampire Survivors, a really minimalist game. You spawn into your level and you kind of walk around. Your weapons that you have, you start with. Everything happens automatically. You literally just walk around. There isn't a whole lot of story to it. More or less what you get is that, you know, the world has ended and all these different creatures from hell and all the different planes below have come up. You pick your hero, your character, you get a starter weapon, and from there it's up to you to just survive. So as you walk around your chosen weapon, and there are a lot of different weapons that all act in their own different ways, does what it does, and you kill enemies and you collect XP and that levels you up. And when you level up, you get to pick either a new weapon, a new utility item, or you can upgrade the weapon you're currently holding to make it better, make it, you know, give it a larger area of effect, make it do more damage, give it an extra projectile. And as simple as that sounds, the more you dig into it, the more addictive the loop becomes. Because you do a couple of rounds and you, you know, might you might survive for a little bit and you go, oh, okay, that's not bad. And then you go back in with a different person and you try a different weapon and you find, oh, I really like this. And I started out with this going, oh, you know, it's this game costs five bucks. There can't be that much to it. Turns out there's a lot to it. And I have spent uh, at this point like 10 hours with it. So if you're looking for an easy to pick up game that's cheap, that you're going to be able to really sink your fangs into and learn all the in and outs and the, the minutia of builds, Vampire Survivors is a really good time. And like I said, it's on Steam and it's only five bucks. You can also play it on mobile. Like they literally released a mobile port of the game and I believe that that's free. So you can play it on your phone if you want. All right. Thanks, Matt. And I am going up next and I'm going to keep it very simple and succinct. I am recommending a piece of technology because I am an early adopter of technology. But after so many years and decades, I do have a bit of fatigue. So I have to thank Brian for giving me his old 4K TV set, because I would not have bought one otherwise. I plugged it in, and it just sort of worked, and it looks great. I rented uh, Top Gun Maverick, my very first 4K movie, and holy cow, it was amazing. It looked like being in a theater. It was incredible. Crisp, clear visuals. Uh, the cinema settings worked exactly like you would without any tweaking. I actually accidentally tweaked them according to some website. And I was like, nope, this sucks. Let's go back to the basic settings. And boom, it looks just so much better. It also works with my uh, Sonos surround system. So it just plugged in and it worked perfectly. Beautiful. I recently hooked it up to Ethernet because it has an Ethernet port, unlike my ancient plasma TV. And then I decided last Friday to purchase the 4K version of Friday the 13th. And it was incredible. I was 
enthralled because they cleaned up the original so well it felt like i was back in the 80s watching it in the in the theater for the very first time it was amazing at this stage i am looking forward to bolstering my library with 4k titles because i do have a 4k blu-ray player 2 that i bought purchased cheap online i'm so impressed with that with the 4k now that i can actually display 4k <laughs> then i could actually get those movies so so check that out if you have the means i highly recommend it Brian, why don't you wrap us up here, buddy? I'm going to recommend a real oldie, but it fits in with our time frame. It's a very, very goodie. Monty Python and the Flying Circus. I started watching that from the beginning on Netflix. They have the entire series. Um, very political at the beginning uh, with the war and everything like that coming out. You know, Vietnam and all of that was just starting when they, uh, 1969, they started. They finished up about 74, 75. All of their first season pretty much is like British political. So I did some of it I didn't get, but then they would cut to like Hitler interviewing a soldier. Like, what do you say your qualifications are? It's like, oh, this is great. All the stuff that I've ever seen, I was probably 14 years old, maybe 15 years old. And I had just bought my first TV, 13-inch TV, and I had rabbit ears on it. And I was able to actually get, I think MTV was showing them at the time. So I was able to get MTV on my tiny little black and white TV. And I would stay up till one, two in the morning on school nights and watch Monty Python and fall asleep to the Flying Circus. So this is bringing back tons of nostalgia for me. It's relevant today. Their comedy is still relevant today that they were poignant on then so if you have a chance if you've never seen it or if you have and you just want to check it out again definitely check out monty python's flying circus on netflix thank you brian and that's it for this episode of the lovecraft tapes thank you for listening please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer if you like what you hear please leave a review meanwhile you can find us at lovecrafttapes.com with links to all our hashtag recommendos and social media channels including reddit youtube and our discord server where you can chat with us in real time you can find me on Mastodon at Lovecraft Tapes. And if anybody wants like some pointers on throwing footballs, hit me up on Mastodon at the Real Weird Kid. I don't have Mastodon yet, but I'm gonna get it because I didn't know that was a thing. Just find me on Discord. I'm I can pop in and give a like on something. If you wanna join me in looking at a thing in a box, you can check out my Linktree at Linktree slash Lupine Vendetta. Until next time, roll four rock pump. The Lovecraft Tapes Podcast is copyright 2023. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes Podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.
Mm-hmm.